Hey everybody, it's Pam with the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals, where I talk with you folks about paper crafting, junk journaling, life of a crafter, and answering your crafty questions. So we will meld all those topics together today, coming to you from the craft room. Sunny here? Nope, Sunny's in the living room, snuggled up in a little sun patch on the couch, and it's a little chilly here for uh, Florida, so we're... um, Uh, That's why he's laying in the sun patch, but I'm over here in the craft room. Um, And let's jump into some of your questions that you had. Um, Donna Hayhos says, I so want a sewing machine to make this stuff. Wait, can you do it without one? Is there a video on that? Yes, um, I have um, lots of videos on sew and no sew options for different projects. So if you want to put that into my main channel pages search um, field, which is denoted by a little magnifying glass, you're probably going to find some options there. So yeah, you can do a lot of these things with glue or tape or staples, uh, things like that, um, if you don't have a sewing machine. But uh, I do want to encourage those who are sewing machine shy to um, uh, give it a go. Don't be afraid of it. It's just a tool. And there's lots of YouTube videos on how to um, set your machine up. That's what I did because I, I had no help. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a lost little lamb in the meadow. And, you know, thank God for YouTube videos because I just put in my model, make and model. And um, I watched other people with a bird's eye view of the amazing technology with YouTube show me how to put the bobbin in, get the top thread in, and turn the thing on and do some basic stitching. And I was a happy camper. Um, I do know that before COVID. I don't know what's happening these days, but my Goodwill used to sell sewing machines, all different kinds for 20 bucks. And they said that they, I talked to the manager and I said, how do I know they work? And he said, we test everything uh, before we sell it. Um, So I guess it's like a risk of $20. Um, But I think they probably test them before that. So um, uh, I did that then. uh, No, I didn't buy that. Actually, I went to Walmart originally and bought one. They had a sale on them. It was, I think... $175, $175, I'm not sure, but it didn't seem too, or, or else it was $75. I know it wasn't a lot, because I figured I was probably going to destroy the poor thing before it had a chance to even come out of its carton. And um, it's it's really weathered me very well. Um, there were a lot of things I learned along the way, like I didn't know you were supposed to open it up and clean out the fuzzies that grow, grow below. There's like little lint uh fabric balls that build up underneath where the needle lives. Um, I learned that the hard way. Um, and my, my friend laughed at me. She goes, yeah, Pam, you're supposed to clean out under there. And I don't know. I guess you're probably supposed to oil the machine at some point. I don't know. But at uh, one time, um, most of the things, if anything went wrong with it, I was able to sort of figure out myself, try and find a YouTube video on it. And there was one time I did take it to the, we have this little mom and pop sewing machine shop here. And I just said, here, here's my baby. She's not doing well. I would like her back doing well. And they just fixed whatever it was. It was some little flat rate to fix whatever it was. And they gave me back her and everything was fine. And we carry on together. And it's, I have a Brother Project Runway Limited Edition. Um, that's the one they sold in Walmart. And um, it has a, I don't know, what is it? 99 different stitches. I primarily use the straight stitch and the zigzag stitch. Every once in a while I'll play with some of the other stitches, but um, you can't really overstitch paper too much because it will um, perforate and you might it might fall apart. So 
when you're stitching paper you want to use wide uh, like long stitches the fewer stitches the better so go to I, I would my tip would be maximum length of stitch or a longer stitch and uh, not too complicated of a, a stitch probably because of my ineptness on operating the machine I'm sure there are people who can get really pretty um, stitches on there and some people can free flow stitch where they just move the paper around and they can do all sorts of designs and I've I think maybe you need a different foot for that. That's beyond my scope of knowledge with the sewing machine. So I've tried to free flow stitch, didn't go well. I tried to get the foot that you need and it didn't go well. So I, I pretty much gave up at that point, but I really felt satisfied, honestly, with just the straight stitch and the zigzag. It pretty much handles everything that Pam wants to do. Now you may have more things you want to do, so go forth and explore and share any thoughts or tips that you might have. Um, but I just don't want anybody to stop themselves from experiencing the joy of and the fun of what the sewing machine can add to junk journal making. You can It just makes it so much easier uh, sometimes to tack little uh, loose ends of a cover down. Um, it gives it that solidity feeling, that extra step, that little nuance, that little touch. It doesn't mean that any junk journal without sewing is less than in any way, shape, or form. It's just, it's like having glitter or not glitter. It's just a preference. And if you enjoy it, go for it. If you want to play with it, go for it. And if not, that's perfectly okay too. But I just don't want your fear to let it stop, let that stop you. Just let your choice of it's really not for you be your reason. Okay, there we go. Enough said on that topic. Let's move on. Um... Moira Thurgood asks, what sort of paper do you use? Is it just normal office computer paper? And she's referring to want to rag dye paper. This is so cool. Easy, fun way to make pages for junk journals video. And um, uh, yes, just normal, good old computer paper, printer paper, copy paper. Um, actually, I'll use a lot of different kinds of paper just depending on what I come across in the thrift store or the yard sale or the flea market or what I buy in bulk from people. Um, it is, uh, but computer paper, that's, I mean, like printer paper, that's where I go 99% of the time to make my signature pages, which are the individual pages of the little miniature book booklets that are found in normal books. They're not really miniature, but they're, they're like the smaller books found inside a bigger book. Um, if you ever look down at the top of a book down, you'll see individual little booklets all lined up in a little row like little soldiers and that that's those are signatures and the pages that make those up are the signature pages um okay we got that one i'm i'm hearting the questions as we go um pam hypnar asks love your videos can you tell me again the name and brand of the pencil you used in this video i am new to this so i'm not familiar with it um this is the video called junk journal using up book pages episode 44 easy fan of pockets um, I think it was likely Aquarellable Stabilo, S-T-A-B-I-L-O, uh, pencil, eight, number 8046. It's a water-soluble graphite pencil, very fun to work with. Um, and uh, you just uh, draw with the pencil, add a little bit of water, like with a Q-tip or something, or your finger or a paintbrush, and it dissolves like a watercolor. And uh, it just enhances any focal point that you have placed down. Quick and easy. It's great for grungy, um, vintage, steampunk kind of look um, to make your papers look antiqued. It's good for that. Um, and there's about a million and one things 
you can do with a, an Aquarellable Stabilo water-soluble graphite pencil 8046. They do come in other colors, some of which are very good. Um, um, I think the blue was good, the brown was okay, and the white was neutral as far as I was excited about it. But the black is definitely the, the champion of, of the Stabilo pencils for me. Um, okay, uh, Crossley Conlon says, where do you get all of your papers? Everywhere. Um, um, I buy my reams of copy paper online at Amazon. I just buy their regular Amazon printer paper and I buy it in a big box. So I have, I don't know, what is it? 10 reams in there, something like that. And I just work on that for a while. And sometimes I'll find it at garage sales, yard sales, estate sales, flea markets, uh, thrift stores. Um, you know, you might come by odd end pieces, things like that. Or if I'm purchasing bulk items, I, there may be some in that. So that's really where I get it. But I think maybe she's actually asking, this is a, oh, it's the take a tour of my old original fundals uh, I made for myself years ago video. Uh, so she's actually asking about old um, ephemera, um, old antique ledgers, checks, receipts, postcards, that type of thing. Um, and that I basically go to all those places and also auctions, um, eBay, Etsy. You can find ephemera in many different places and different quantities. Always keep an eye out for it. Ask about it. Do you have any old handwritten letters, checks, receipts, postcards, antique ledger? Um, the ledger books are... Um, a little harder to find, a little more expensive, but I think they're beautiful and they're worth it. So it all depends what you get excited about. So there you go. I love the feel of old paper. I love seeing things in handwriting from people that are probably passed away, but they left their mark on the world by the things they've written, whether it was a, a grocery list or maybe a store, general store ledger, things that people bought. It's an interesting way to peek back into life um, a long time ago to see what was going on and how people live their lives. A lot is told by what they purchased. You can kind of see, um, you know, they bought eggs and butter and sugar and milk and bread and flour and, and uh, you just kind of, and then maybe they bought preserved apricots or something. So then you're wondering, oh, I wonder what they're making with that. Is this just for the bread or are they making some kind of cake or who knows? But it's all interesting stuff. Okay, sorry, that was a sip of coffee. Um, uh, let's see, Chris Paclodi asks, I'm, new, I'm so new to this. How would you use these cards in your journal? Oh, okay. So, um, uh, this was a video I made called Easy Mass Making Tips for Junk Journal Step-by-Step -Step Beginner Tips. Okay, so I think what I did was I was just making masterboards and cutting them up into rectangles that could at some time and I just made a whole bunch of them I had a whole bunch of pretty scraps laying around and I just laid them all down on some type of paper maybe it was cardstock I think they look a little stiff so they might have been cardstock or chipboard or something or maybe packaging um, you know the the stiff chipboard of packaging you can cover with your scrap paper and things like that um, and then I chopped them all up into these rectangles and they could easily be used for journal cards, journal pockets, journal tucks, things like that. I have to remember sometimes, you know, people don't automatically um, know what to use them for. And they don't necessarily watch videos in order or in sequence. So 
YouTube will offer you what you seem to be interested or what it thinks you might be interested in. So it may not offer you things in the order in which the videos were produced. So it, it might sound like it's coming out of left field sometimes. I need to be more aware of that. Thank you. I hope that helps. Um, Matthews Belinda says, does the gelato or distress crayon set or does the gelato or distress crayon set or do you have to put something over it oh set oh okay so she's saying basically if I use a gelato um which is kind of like a I call it an adult crayon that always upsets everybody <laughs> it's so funny but um it's like a lipstick almost and it has that consistency and you draw on paper you can smudge it with your fingers it's has a little bit of a waxy substance it reacts to the heat of your finger um I'm understanding you can also add water to it and it will help spread it I don't know if I've done that or I don't know if I've had good luck with that but um uh the distressed crayons I would say they're less smudgeable they're more like a crayon. Um, yeah, the gelatos are definitely smudge friendly. Um, but I have found that they do dry over time. So it will set and then it won't uh, make a mark on the page on the other side unless it hasn't fully set yet. So if you're concerned about that, just stick a piece of white paper in between that page and the other page that it's touching. And then over time, that page should fully dry and you shouldn't have a problem with transference. Or at least I haven't seen a, a huge problem uh, with it. But yeah, they do seem to dry. Uh, winter pair, or no, sorry, writer parachute asks, what if you added water to the ink, then brush over the stenciled paste. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was asking for ideas like of different things that you could do for the video called Got Book Pages? Let's Play with the Papers. I was working with some modeling paste and some stencils and just having fun adding different types of pigment to um, the white modeling paste that I put on a uh, book page that had text on it and she came, came up with this idea um adding water to the ink then brushing over the stenciled paste that's a good idea i'm sure the stenciled paste which is very dry and porous would probably pick that up so the question was what 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 else what other pigments can you use to add color what kind of inks could you use how can we add color to this white um, modeling paste and um so i tried a few techniques in there but she's taking it one step further which is awesome thank you for that contribution I always like to think about different ways to do stuff and we're you know if you're a crafter and you've hoarded like I have you've got some pigment around who are you kidding it's there it's everywhere we just got to figure out how to use it I'm wondering if you could even use printer ink I mean I do go through uh, printer ink quite a bit but I don't know if it would make sense to crack open a bottle and use it as a pigment to color a little bit of something I don't I don't know I'll think on that um, Debbie Park says, what can you do with them? Will you assemble them into a journal? If so, how? So this was a video called how to make journal cards out of greeting cards for your junk journals. Okay, so I, I probably need to be more mindful of showing you how these things can be used in a journal. And I, I do jump the gun and assume everybody just kind of gets it. because, But that's not the case. And people... Um, you know, when they are, um, they need to see visually how to use these in journals. So I will, I will be more mindful about showing that. Um, so if I made a journal card, how would I put it in a journal? Well, um, you could paper clip it onto a page. You could make a little pocket on a page and tuck it into the pocket or a corner tuck or into a belly band, which is a basically a, 
uh, pocket with just two glued ends, like maybe top to bottom of the page, and then you tuck things in behind it. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can um, affix a journal card to a page. Um, so let's see, let me heart that one. And we'll go on to the next question. Um, Lou, LOL, move with Brian. Okay. Uh, could you make these with a roll of craft paper? Or do you recommend using the bags? Okay, she's referring to the video called Make Faux Leather and Suede from a Paper Bag. I'm excited to start making journals. I am ordering supplies right now. Oh boy, I know that fever. Um, uh, I would say yes, you can use a roll of craft paper. It's going to be a little bit thinner. So if you do it, you're just probably going to want to mount it onto something so it has some structure, uh, either a piece of chipboard or something like that. Or maybe you could double or triple it up and then glue it together and then mount that onto some chipboard to give it even more thickness if you're making a cover out of it. Um, so those would be some ideas. Yes, I mean, really, it's just the brown color of the paper that... Uh, gives that nice faux leather or suede look once you ink it all up and condition it with conditioner, um, which is just a random thought I had with how to soften the paper a little bit to give it that leathery suede feeling. Um, uh, but yeah, I would say yes, you could use craft paper. Craft paper is a lot of fun in junk journal land. It's nice and thin too, so if you want to use it for punch outs or different things on individual junk journal pages, um, it's a nice paper weight to use in there. Um, Kay Gannon says, I have never used modeling paste. For those who make it, what are the proportions? Lots of good ideas and fun. Okay, so... Um, Here's a nice workaround and a very inexpensive way to find modeling paste. Um, instead of using modeling paste, you can use spackle or joint compound. Um, you can buy a, like a bucket of joint compound and that'll be modeling paste till the cows come home if you use all of that. So that's probably the least expensive way to create it um, parts-wise. But if you were going to make it, I'm, I, I don't have the recipe in front of me, but I would be guessing it would be um, cornstarch or talc, a little bit of glue maybe. And I'm not going to even guess because I'll probably get the recipe wrong. But um, sometimes these make at home things, if you have all the ingredients at home, it makes sense. But if you have to go and buy the stuff, it's almost cheaper just to buy a little jar of modeling paste or a little tube of modeling paste. So kind of look around. It's not super expensive or anything. And um, But try it and have some fun with it because it really can add a different dimension to what you're making. Um... Um, Kimberly Weller says, uh, okay, she's calling me on the mat and you're absolutely right. Kimberly, did I'm confused. Did we ever find out who won the last Friday's craft chat? And did you post on Saturday? I think I posted on Saturday. Um, I meant to post on Saturday. If I didn't, something happened. Um, um, yes. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, I did not announce the last Friday's craft chat and we will I'm, I have that on my list. Write that down, Pam, because you keep forgetting. Um, last Friday craft chat. Okay, so what happened was I switched my video days to uh, launch my videos. It used to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Now it's Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. So there's no more Friday craft chat and no more uh, scrapbook ephemera contest. Um, and the video has been moved to Monday. So the next time I record a video, I will go back and pull a winner again 
um, from the last craft chat so we can get that prize awarded. Thank you. Okay. There may still be some contests and things like that. I just don't know exactly how I'm going to do it moving forward. I like to change it up every once in a while. Okay. Um, fair question, Kimberly. Um, Camilla Sundum says, Today was my birthday, and guess what? Everybody brought me artsy stuff. Yay! Oh, smart lady. What is better than that? And I can use the wrapping papers, too. Yay! Oh, I know. Everything is a craft supply until proven otherwise. Well, there you go, folks. I will release you back to the universe, and I will catch up with you next time. Keep having good old papery fun, and we'll talk together soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.